Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by MyBookie. Use promo code Gators on a deposit of $500 or more and you can claim a bonus of up to $200. Visit mybookie.ag for more details. This episode of Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Shark Coatings. Get a different kind of gift this holiday season. Visit sharkfloorcoatings.com when you need professional floor coating services done right the first time. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you right on the heels of the Gators Bowl announcement. And there were a few in the mix, but with the way it played out, it is going to be the Las Vegas Bowl for the Gators versus Oregon State, December 17th, 13 days <laughs> uh, there for the Gators, of course, not a lot of time. Uh, it's on a Saturday, uh, so we still get a football game on a Saturday for the Gators. That's the 7.30, kick in, 7.30 p.m. kickoff, Eastern time, of course, 4.30 there, local time in Las Vegas, Florida. Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl, and this was about one of the better bowl games you could choose for, uh, choose from. I think, uh, of course, you get to go play in that nice stadium in Las Vegas where the Raiders play, Allegiant Stadium, uh, of course, so one of the you know newer stadiums out there. So you get that kind of you get you get a big game feel without it being really a big game, of course, because you got six and six Florida. It is nine and three, number fourteen in the college football playoff. Oregon State. But that's just how it works out. The SEC's got so many bowl slots. And some of the other more traditional bowls get the first pick. And so it just happened to be where Florida gets slotted right here in the Las Vegas Bowl. But better than the Birmingham Bowl, uh, the Liberty Bowl, all the other ones that were in the mix. So this is as far as a fan destination. This was about as good as you were going to get (laughs) if you weren't going to a big bowl game uh, here for Florida. So there you go. Florida. Oregon State, December 17th, 
So not next Saturday, but the Saturday after that. Hey, look, personally, I was kind of hoping for this one anyway. The week between Christmas and New Year's, I'm going to be out of town. Of course, I'd watch the game, but then I'd have to do a podcast and take some time away from family, all that kind of stuff. So selfishly, selfishly, Dave Waters here wanted this one. (laughs) So uh, part of the storylines, of course, uh, we don't know who's going to be playing for Florida, so it probably doesn't really matter what bowl game you're getting anyway. Uh, So selfishly for me, I was was hoping for this one. And plus, like I said, you get that nice stadium. It's a big game feel without it being such a... Uh, a huge game. One of the newer stadiums, a big stadium here, Las Vegas. So if you're looking for an end of year vacation, if you're uh, wanting something different, you go to Vegas, go have a good time, win or lose. Before the game, after the game, of course, you can have a good time there in Sin City. Good stuff. We got. Uh, I'll do a quick preview of Oregon State, not detailed into personnel of kind of who they are so far this year, their their schedule, their record, some of the stats, all that good stuff uh, about the Beavers uh, coming up here. Uh, shorter episode, but just wanted to, of course, update you guys who Florida's playing in the bowl game. Get some thoughts out there about them. We got about two weeks uh, to to look at this team, uh, and I'll go deeper into personnel. Of course, kind of like a normal game preview. Uh, that I do during the season. So plenty, plenty uh, to get into with Oregon State coming up. But I will give a quick glance here in this episode uh, of Gators Breakdown. Before we hit there, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Really, really helps us out here, of course. Uh, coming at you right on the heels of the announcement. Doing work, doing work right here. Uh, so, uh, of course, I'll have a couple more episodes during this week. But right, we're live right here on YouTube. A few of you joining me right now. Kind of short notice. Out of nowhere, didn't know really what time it was going to be released uh, that Florida and Oregon State were going to play in the Las Vegas Bowl. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet on Gators Breakdown. Be sure to join us on Gators Breakdown Plus. A lot of good discussion uh, going on the last few days uh, here on the Discord server, the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. Link is in the description uh, to join Gators Breakdown Plus. But conversation does not stop there. If you want to talk to a whole lot of Gator fans, Mainly about football, of course. You can do it right there on that Discord server. Just uh, so much talk the last couple of days of uh, the college football Final Four, Florida's bowl game, Anthony Richardson, all the transfers that's happening for Florida. That's the storyline, of course, here for this bowl game as well for the Gators. So if you want to talk even more in a different kind of setting, do it right there in the Discord chat by joining Gators Breakdown Plus. One more time, link is in the description. There to join. So, uh, of course, I just mentioned, and it's not to be glossed over, we see all the transfers day in and day out the last week for the Gators. So we don't know who's going to play in this game for the Gators. Of course, we're still waiting on the official word of quarterback Anthony Richardson and if he's going to declare for the NFL draft or not. Uh, I know Chris Mortensen Sunday morning on NFL Countdown was saying that there's some some feedback that a lot of scouts would like to see Anthony Richardson return to college and put another year uh, of college film on tape, you know, before they are willing to pull the trigger. They don't get me wrong. I, I know there's an opposite thought out there too. Some GMs, scouts out there are probably already ready to pull the trigger for Anthony Richardson. So, you know, we'll see what the official word is there for him and what he's going to do. Of course, that that may 
change uh, your thoughts on this bowl game one way or the other. Uh, there with Anthony Richardson and, of course, all the transfers out of the program already. Will Miles and I, look, we hit that last week. We'll hit it again on Monday. Uh, of course, there's been a lot more since the last time we got together last Monday, namely Donovan McMillan, Corey Collier, both safeties there for the Gators. Uh, plenty more to get into uh, there on, on that. But, of course, it affects this bowl game uh, a bit. We don't know who's going to be able to suit up for Florida, whether it's guys going to the NFL just out of, you know, just no more time. They're out of eligibility at Florida. Will they play in their very last game? Guys like Trey Dean and Ventral Miller and Amari Bernie, uh, those type of players, will they play in this game? Or, you know, even guys that are just transferring and already you know, signifying December 5th, the official date, that they're going to transfer from the University of Florida. So you're not going to count on those guys uh, already while they try to find their next school. So we'll see. We'll see who lines up there uh, for, for, for Florida and how much it affects, um, you know, your, the, the thoughts about this game uh, for, for, for the Gators. So still a lot more to, before we even get into a preview of this game, is just who's going to be available for the Gators when they take on Oregon State. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's take a look through Oregon State's season so far. They finished the season 9-3. and I'm going to take a look right here. So if you're watching on the YouTube version, you got the graphic. Follow along pretty nicely. If you're just listening to us right here on Gators Breakdown, do the best I can right here to maneuver our way through their schedule. They opened up the season with Boise State. Beat Boise State 34-17. to Beat Fresno State 35-32. And then started the season 3-0 by beating Montana State 68-28. And then back-to-back losses. And they played you. Look, their next two games were the representatives in the Pac-12 championship game. They beat USC 17, or they lost to USC 17-14. Gave USC their toughest game of the, one of the toughest games of the season. Of course, you know, Utah beat USC in the regular season and in the Pac-12 championship. But the next toughest game for USC was Oregon State. 17-14 USC victory there. The week later, Utah just destroys Oregon State to give them their second loss of the season. Utah beat Oregon State 42-16. Oregon State was 3-2 at that point in the season. And then they go on to win three straight against teams that we weren't really sure what Oregon State was uh, at at this point in the season. I mean, you played USC very tough. uh, Got blown out by Utah, so you still didn't really know what Oregon State was. And then they did what they were supposed to against some other teams. Now, only a one-point win versus Stanford, uh, 28-27. But then Washington State, pretty good team, beat them 24-10. Beat Colorado 42-9. And then only lost to Washington to get them at one more loss for Oregon State here to pull them 6-3. But they lost to Washington 24-21. So they were playing the better teams besides Utah, playing the better teams in the Pac-12 very close and beating the lower-tier teams. After that loss to Washington, as I said, 24-21. They were 6-3 on the season, 3-3 in conference. And then they end the season on a three-game winning streak. And the games weren't close until the season finale versus Oregon. Beat Cal 38-10. Beat Arizona State 31-7. 
to get him at eight and three going into the season finale versus rival Oregon. And Oregon, of course, was a top 10 team at the time. And Oregon State beats him 38 34 to finish the season nine and three for the Beavers. So, what did that mean for the Pac 12 standings? Well, we know USC and Utah play on Friday night. Utah beating USC for the second time this season. But there was a lot of there was a lot of gathering up there at the top of the Pac-12 this year. USC was eight and one in the conference, so of course they represented the Pac-12. But then you had three seven and two teams: Washington, Utah, Oregon. Utah won the tiebreaker there, of course. So they go to the Pac-12 championship game, upset Utah, or uh, Utah upsets USC on Friday night. But then Oregon State right there behind Washington, Utah, and Oregon. Oregon State was 6-3 and three in the conference, 9-3 and three overall. Right there tied with UCLA. And that's what this Las Vegas Bowl was. There was pretty good indication Florida was going to get the Las Vegas Bowl starting late Saturday a little bit. I heard a couple places, and Nick, Nick De La Torre uh, did a good job up there of putting it on the own three boards. Uh, and then asking around, I had found out, yep, more than likely, that's where Florida's going. Uh, but it still was some question on the other side of it. Would they play Oregon State or would they play UCLA? Both teams 6-3 and three in the conference. Both teams 9-3 and three overall. Uh, but Oregon State gets the Las Vegas Bowl, draws Florida. And like I said, you know, it is kind of weird. Of course, Florida 6-6, six and six, not ranked, of course, playing the number 14 team in the college football playoff rankings. And the team that finished the season 9-3, and three, but that's just how, you know, the SEC has a lot of bowl slots. They get tiered. They know it, bowl games love SEC teams because they, they will bring the fan base. So the SEC gets a whole lot of bowl games. So you see this a lot throughout bowl season where SEC teams, lower SEC teams are put up against higher ranked other conference teams. Happens a whole lot. But Oregon State right there, of course, about you know, third, tied for third in some way, you know, just go by conference record. You had USC eight and one, Washington, Utah, Oregon seven and two, Oregon State six and three, UCLA six and three. Nine conference games there for the Pac twelve. Oregon State was five and one at home, three and two away. And, of course, ended the season, as you saw previously, with three straight victories and getting that big win over Oregon to finish the season. I, I kind of like, I like the matchup. Um, you're playing one of the better Pac-12 teams. And, look, I mean, hey, let's go back to the... Uh, schedule a bit. Of course, there's one common opponent, and that's Utah. Florida beat Utah to open up the season. Oregon State gets demolished by Utah. But transitive property, not the best barometer (laughs) in college football, of course. I mean, if if transitive property worked, you know, beating Utah to start the season, Florida shouldn't go 6-6, and right? So we know that doesn't mean a whole lot. Uh, But that is one comparison when looking at Florida and Oregon State. 
Both teams playing Utah. Florida beating Utah. Oregon State getting demolished by Utah. 42-16. But yeah, more than likely, of course, that doesn't hold a lot of weight. And another thing, we don't know who's going to be playing for Florida. Going up against the Beavers there in Las Vegas. Uh, Interesting matchup there. Uh, Of course, just, I like it. First of all, being in Las Vegas, a different setting for the Gators. It's a new setting. You know, it's not one of the same bowl games that we've all been to. We've all traveled to um, in the state of Florida. You know, that, that's always a plus, but at least you get a big name city, a travel destination, but also a team that there's no history here. This is better than going up against you know a traditional you know maybe UCF again in a bowl game. I know that was up for. Um, uh, discussion as well uh, playing them I believe in, in, in another bowl uh, there but also you know we've seen the of course Florida went and played Michigan this year but we've seen the Florida Michigan the Florida Iowa the Florida Penn State you know the Florida versus random Big Ten school well you start the season versus the Pac-12 team versus Utah what a team you don't play and now in the season versus Pac-12 Oregon State team you just you know you don't play there's no history here and I do have to you know look back on that and see if they've played anywhere before um I did not look that up <laughs> uh, but we'll see uh, what that means but it doesn't, either way you know we don't you know the people my age recent history there are no Florida Oregon State matchups I mean, hey, there's not Florida Pac-12 matchups and we're, we're finally getting that in the coming years as well but at least this is a different type of bowl game. Got a new feel. And of course, it may not mean a whole lot. We don't know what Florida team's showing up. But at least going into the game, it, it, it's something different. Something to, to um, you know, end the season just kind of different. Now, we'll also, you know, look at this. This game is, like I said, in 13 days. Uh, not a lot of time frame here for the Gators to, to, to prepare for this. Do they even... I don't know if you can petition the NCAA to maybe get some two-a-days to fit all 15. I believe you get 15 practices. They'll fit the 15 practices here uh, in this short window. I don't I don't know, and I have to look if Florida could practice before this, and if they did, because the first practices for a bowl game aren't really going to be all that opponent-specific anyway. Uh, but I don't think Florida has uh, picked up a – uh, a, a ball this past week after the loss to Florida State. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what this means. You know, what does it mean for Florida's practice schedule? Are they just going to miss out on a couple days, uh, a couple practices? I mean, that's the big thing about making a bowl game. Uh, all the young guys uh, getting some bowl practices here for the Gators. Uh, and, you know, some, that's, that, that's just a benefit. Now, also, what it means for the Gators is December 17th. That was going to be final weekend for official visitors. Now, Florida didn't, hadn't scheduled, from what I could see, you know, next Saturday. Next weekend is going to be the big visit weekend for the Gators as far as numbers go. You know, Jordan Hall, Desmond Ricks this past weekend, as far as big targets go that, that the Gators are still after. Uh, some more visitors coming up this weekend. Uh, there were none scheduled that I know of for this weekend that Florida's playing Oregon State in Las Vegas. Uh, definitely, that's out of the window. Now you're not going to be able to host visitors um, the the weekend before early signing day. So maybe Florida kind of prep for this, plan for this, and that's why we weren't hearing. 
Uh, they were maybe waiting to see where they would be in the bowl pecking order before scheduling visits. I'm sure if Florida wasn't playing, they would have scheduled some. But first of all, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Most targets Florida has have been on campus already have done their officials uh, or Florida was taking care of it this week or next weekend. So I think most of the work has already been done. And we'll see what kind of visits on the road happen for the Gators, their targets leading up to the weekend before they have to go to Vegas for the game. Uh, plenty more to look at for Oregon State. We'll give you some stats to look at for Oregon State. And the rest of the college football playoff. And the storyline there as well. I think we can kind of get into before we sign off here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. But before we do, your favorite athletes always strive to put themselves in a winning position. And it's about time you did too with my bookie. MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. Of course you can bet on the NFL, and of course you can bet on bowl season coming up. Does everything you know about this Florida team, everybody leaving, all the transfers, maybe a question at quarterback, is that going to force you to bet the other way for the Gators? Well, if you want to, or maybe it doesn't matter. Either way, you can bet at my bookie. Also, you can play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments as well. Sign up at my bookie, use promo code Gators on a deposit of $500 or more, and you can claim a bonus of up to $200. Again, that is promo code Gators to claim a brand new deposit bonus designed for bettors looking to get their cash in and cash out quick. Experience sports in a whole new light and make this season a winning one. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere at my bookie. You know the goosebumps you get when Florida takes the field? Or when that 63-yard Hail Mary actually works? Or the thrill of a game-winning interception in the end zone? What a rush. You can experience that same rush every day at your home with Shark Coatings. We'll cover your old, ugly concrete with a beautiful industrial concrete coating and a warranty that lasts longer than most careers in professional football. So whether your garage floor is for parking, partying, or working out, Shark Coatings can transform it. And if your pool deck is starting to look like a bulldog, old, cracked, and smells like pee, Shark Coatings can transform that too. Shark Coatings is easy to clean, stain resistant, and is 100% antibacterial and antimicrobial. We're easy on the eyes and on the maintenance. Gator Nation is worldwide, and Shark Coatings is based right in the heart of it. So whether you live in Brunswick, Georgia, or Live Oak, Florida, down to Ocala, over to New Smyrna Beach, or anywhere in between, Contact us for a free estimate today. Learn more at sharkfloorcoatings.com. That's sharkfloorcoatings.com. All right, now let's take a look briefly at some Oregon State stats. Kind of the team Florida's going to be looking at facing in just a couple of weeks. Via team rankings, of course, these are only FBS versus FBS matchups. Points per game, Oregon State 50th in the country at 29.2. Yards per game, 61st in the country, 387 yards a game. Third down conversion percentage, 66 in the country, 38.7. 
Red zone scoring, something maybe to look out for. They're not very good in the red zone. 99th in the country at 78.7%. For their defense, they are 17th in the country in opponents' points per game, holding opponents to 20.8. About 21 points a game there, Oregon State's given up. They're in the Pac-12 mostly. Opponent yards per game, they're 30th in the country, 349.1. So pretty good defense there for the Beavers. Opponent third down conversion percentage, 39.6. That's good for 69th in the country. And we know how much Florida likes to go for it on fourth down. Oregon State, one of the better fourth down conversion percentage defenses in the country. Number three in the country. Giving up 27.27, basically 27.3%. A fourth down conversion percentage. An opponent red zone scoring percentage, second in the country. So opponents not scoring in the red zone versus Oregon State. They're not scoring in the red zone, but they're doing a good job of holding the opponents. They're second in the country. Basically 65% of opponent red zone scoring percentage. So a middling offense, nothing really stands out. But a pretty good defense there for Oregon State. As I said, you saw that in what was that 17 14 USC game, uh, holding that. I mean, as I said, very next week, though, you know, Utah puts up over 40 on them. Uh, but they have shown the potential to shut down some explosive offenses at points this season. Let's go to a more detailed look for their stats here. Rushing and passing statistics for both sides of the ball. The rushing play percentage, 11th in the country, running the ball 61.3% of the time. So you know what you got to stop there. Not a bad yards per rush either. 32nd in the country, 4.9 yards a rush. Rushes per game, of course, that's going to be high if the rush play percentage is there. 29th in the country, 40 rushes a game. Rush yards per game, 26th in the country, rushing for 198 yards a game. Now, they rely on the run because, oh, man, the passing statistics, not that great for Oregon State. Pass play percentage, 121st in the country. I mean, if you're 11th in rushing, your pass play percentages aren't going to be good. Completion percentage, 65th in the country at 60.7%. Yards per pass, 42nd in the country, so not too bad. 7.8 yards per pass. But passes per game, 24.3. It's 121st in the country. Passing yards per game, 189. That's 111th in the country. Interceptions thrown, 127th in the country at 4.87%. Protecting the quarterback. Quarterback sack, ranked 31st in the country. Only giving up 4.3% of their plays as sacks. For the defense... Opponent rush play percentage. Number one in the country. Forty one point six percent. Teams are passing more on them than they are running on by a wide margin. They're dead last in opponent pass play percentage. Fifty eight point four percent. So teams come in wanting to throw the ball in Oregon State. 
opponent rush yards per game, 38th in the country, 3.9. So pretty good rush defense. And who knows what Florida's quarterback situation is going to be this game. But of course, Florida's going to want to run the ball or need to run the ball. Oregon State does a pretty good job. The opponent rushes per game, 28.1. That's good for third in the country. Opponent rush yards per game, 109.3. That's good for 15th in the country for Oregon State. Only giving up 109 yards a game. Opponent yard per pass, 6.3. That's good for 16th in the country. Opponent passes per game, 38. Like I said, teams like passing the ball on Oregon State. Maybe because kind of tough to run on this team. They're good for 84th in the country. Opponent pass yards per game, 200, basically 240 yards a game. So not sure, you know, Florida's quarterback situation doesn't really matter. I mean, if Anthony Richardson does to, you know, doesn't declare, decides to come back, play in the bowl game, or if he decides to play in the bowl game, either way. Doesn't matter. Uh, that's not likely if he's declares, but if he does. Florida should want to come out and run the ball. But, of course, we've seen probably pass too much for our liking in certain games. If he is going to play, either is his last game as a Gator or just play, then could want to send him out throwing the ball. And that might be the best plan of attack, what this season says, versus Oregon State, but I think you got to run the ball. If you're Florida. That's no surprise. All right. Good look there. Oregon State stats give you a quick look, quick glance, kind of what to expect from them, what they've done this season. But there you go. Just a quick look at them. Like I said, we got 13 more days. I'll do kind of my regular preview. See if I can get uh, somebody from the Oregon State side to give us a preview as well. We'll go a deeper look at personnel the closer we get to the game. But all right, before we sign off here on this episode of Gators Breakdown, the college football playoff rankings are set. We'll do big picture college football look. We don't do that too often here on Gators Breakdown, but of course, as the season winds down, it's a big storyline as well. And it doesn't look pretty, of course. I mean, you got that number one besides big rival Georgia. They're going to be taking on Ohio State. Ohio State gets back into the college football playoff picture, of course, with USC getting upset on Friday night. So number one, Georgia versus number four, Ohio State. That's one versus four. And then two versus three, Michigan versus TCU. So you got the SEC champion, the Big Ten champion, and then two non-conference champions. (laughs) TCU, of course, got beat in the Big 12 championship game, and Ohio State got beat by Michigan last week, holding them out of the Big Ten championship game. So two conference champions, two non-conference champions here 
in the final four of the college football playoff. Bama comes in at five, Tennessee six. So three SEC teams in the top six, but two Big Ten teams make the playoff. Clemson, number seven. Utah all the way up to number eight after beating USC. Kansas State moves up to number nine after beating TCU in the Big 12 championship. USC rounds up the top 10. Penn State 11, Washington 12, Florida State 13 after the win over Florida last week, of course. And then everything else has just kind of happened. Oregon State 14, Florida's the next opponent. Oregon State one spot ahead of Oregon, who they beat last week, of course. Tulane 16, LSU drops to 17 after the SEC championship game. UCLA 18, South Carolina number 19, Texas 20, Notre Dame 21, Mississippi State 22. NC State is 23rd, Troy 24th, and Texas San Antonio rounds out the top 25. Not sure how many people had Troy and UTSA. That's 24-25. But there you are. There's your final college football playoff rankings, and then your four teams there. I probably still got Georgia winning it all here. Uh, it's, It's an interesting matchup. With Ohio State, if Ohio State's offense plays up their potential, then they might couldn't push Georgia. I think once Georgia kind of puts their foot down, they can beat anybody out there. I mean, Georgia's a much better version of Michigan to me, and we saw what Michigan did to Ohio State. But if Ohio State can put it all together, I don't know how. I still don't know how they stop Georgia too much. But maybe can get in some sort of shootout fashion. You know, what's Ohio State's mindset? Did they think they were out of it last week after the loss to Michigan and now kind of got to rally back together and try and go on a playoff run? Michigan, TCU. Michigan's just been playing really well. Uh, probably just outpowers TCU here. But an interesting matchup there as well. But I guess we might get a rematch of a semifinal matchup last year between Georgia and Michigan. I'm not picking any upsets here. I'm going Georgia over Ohio State, Michigan over TCU, and then Georgia to beat to beat Michigan. Yeah. But there we go. There's your college football final four and the rest of the top 25 there for the college football playoff rankings. Hopefully. Hopefully one day we can add Florida to that graphic, but it'll be 12 teams <laughs> coming up very, very soon in 24. Uh, there, So next year will be the last time we get to worry about just four teams. But there it is. All these games coming up soon. As I said, Florida should be one of the first bowl games, I would imagine, since we only got 13 days from that. And then... A lot of the big games start, and of course, college football playoff around New Year's Day, a week later, the final. All right, Uh, let me take a look at the comments here, of course. Um, Older and Slower says, I'm sure the Gators are approaching like an extra practice game. I mean... Of course, we don't know who's going to play, so I think that is going to be part of it. Uh, I hate that's the case. 
But not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure who's going to be. I think um, older and slower might be Oregon State fan, maybe. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, like I said, we'll see who's available for Florida. Already going down the safety depth chart. Like I don't know if Trey Dean's going to play with him getting ready for the NFL draft. And then Donovan McMillan's already left. Corey Carter's already, you know, claiming that he's transferring as well. That was today. So Florida very, very short on safeties going in uh, to this game. We'll see what the health of Rashad Torrance is as well. He didn't play versus Florida State last week. So there's four right there. Kamari Wilson, of course, the true freshman. You'll have to rely on him. He played last week versus Florida State. But Florida may be very, very light on safeties in this game. Uh, Good look there from Swarm. Uh, right here as an Oregon State fan. Yeah, I, I noticed uh, there was a big quarterback change uh, in looking at the stats uh, coming in. And good good um, point made here as an Oregon State fan. The Utah game starter got hurt that game. Put in the third string at the time, which ended up being the starter for the rest of the season. So very capable quarterback there for Oregon State. Coming in. From an injury to the starter, carrying him the rest of the season to finish the season 9-3. All right, let's see. A lot of comments to go through, so I'm not sure I'm going to get to most of them, but plenty to get into the next couple of weeks about this game. But all right, Gator fans. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Thanks for, hey, everybody who hopped in live, like I said, wasn't sure when this was going to happen. That's the benefit of subscribing. Hopefully you sign up for those notifications. You'll get that bell notification when get when, when we go live. So episodes like this, you just, hey, here we go. Dave's live. Let's go. Let's go listen. Thank you so much for doing that. And uh, for you listening to the recording or listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube later, Thanks for hopping on. Thanks for listening. As we about to close the book on this season, but 13 more days for that, of course. Uh, and that Saturday on the 17th, I'll probably, I may do what I did for the FSU game. Uh, I may just go live right after the game, kind of more of an instant reaction uh, type of episode there. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Plenty of coming, plenty coming up on Gators Breakdown uh, this week. Will and I will get together on Monday again, of course. We'll, we'll go deeper. Uh, into uh, we got Will thoughts on uh, the bowl game, Las Vegas Bowl versus Oregon State. We'll go over all the roster management. We did it last week, and we got to keep doing it because it just keeps adding up for for the Gators. All the roster management moves, all the transfers out of the program, declarations to the NFL, uh, of course, as well. So uh, we'll see what that means for the Gators. We'll probably get more on Monday. I would assume that is the official opening of the transfer portal. Uh, So we'll see what that means for the Gators. Maybe we get word from Anthony Richardson on Monday and his decision uh, one way or the other. I mean, the Gators got to start practicing tomorrow, I would imagine. Uh, Of course, as I said, there's a very limited window here. Uh, So I would imagine we get a whole lot of, partly because now you know who you're playing, you know when the bowl game is, and also the transfer portal opens up officially on December 5th. So I would imagine it's going to be a busy, busy Monday there. So Will and I will get together Monday night to review it all 
Uh, and maybe you need to take a look at uh, some of the personnel for Florida this year in this 2022 season, what we liked about it, um, some of the top players uh, from this year. Hint, a lot of them are Billy Napier's players, recruits or transfers. Pretty good topic there. We got into on Gators Breakdown Plus last week in a chat. I'm going to bring it over to main Gators Breakdown this week. All right, that will do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.